Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Dev Chen Symposium. I'm Yves Chen, and I'm Alex Severo. This is the place where interesting topics are discussed, ideas are examined, and culture fused. All opinions are welcome, and we embrace beliefs from all walks of life, big or small. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. I'm really glad to welcome everyone to this channel because this is our officially first podcast for the first time.、Um, and then this is a place where story could be found, interesting things could be learned, and the knowledge could be heard. We can discuss about film, a little bit academic, but also like major current things. So it's a place for everyone to get together and to contribute their ideas to express what they are feeling, especially during this weird time and year. Especially that. And the main thing about this environment is that there's not a lot of like very serious discussions. So to say, we're not going to be talking a lot about like politics or like very controversial issues at the moment. What we're really just trying to get at are the big questions and just very basic discussions about questions like who am I, what defines good or bad, what defines a good movie or bad movie, and even delving into topics like the history of dance. And different developments of new musical forms. Yeah, definitely. So today we're gonna start with a、um, very current, relevant topic: graduation in quarantine. And I think it's very interesting to talk about because I know this year is weird, and then I know a lot of people seem like, including you and me, we experienced this whole graduation thing in quarantine at home. We graduated virtually. Oh my god, that is unbelievable. Yeah.、Um, so I think it's really great when we get together and talk about this topic, and also、um, kind of like reflecting our past four years in NYU. So Alex, how do we start? Why do we start this program? Why do we start this podcast? Well. The way we started this program is the way we actually met. We met through a NYU course called Producing for TV, taught by a man named Roger Hyde, and that was the first、right. time I saw Eve, and the first time we actually talked to a certain degree. And then after、yeah. we thanks started, to Roger,、yeah. if he's listening, I hope he is. I hope so too. He's a very lovely man, although I think he might he be、is. a little bit busy running HBO Max. But hey, one can only. <laughs> I know. <laughs> HBO Max is really great, by the way. Oh I mean, yeah, a lot of trays. Oh yeah, he always told us to retrace, and then we did.、Um, we were really on top of everything. Yeah, and then we also met in another class.、Yep. And then the other day, I met you、um, in the lounge, and I was like, "Hey, Alex, did I just see you in another class?" So that we met, and then, like I said, you're one of the smartest person I've ever known.、Oh. And then when the first quarantine started, everything class is online. My internship was online, so I feel just so bored about the whole thing. And I'm a person who. Continuously, one more knowledge, like fresh new things, films, ideas, books. So I basically、um, hit you up. I was like, "Hey, Alex, let's just read something. Let's watch something. Let's discuss every week."、Mm-hmm. And then, guess what? We haven't been doing that for like three months every、yeah. week. And I think there are a lot of really meaningful conversation happening for the past three months. And、um, I really wish that I could record them. So the other day we were saying, why don't we just start a podcast? Like let's just record those interesting conversation and discussion because they're relevant and they're fun.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's why、uh, we started this podcast. Yeah, and that was basically it. It was just from this necessity of wanting to know more and just this basic need to like talk. Because during COVID, as many people will understand, being in quarantine is not an easy thing. You need people to talk to and you want to socialize a little bit. Humans are very sociable creatures. And when you have these kinds of conversations, like Eve and I have every week, we talk about a whole new book, or a whole new film, or a whole new genre, even stuff we may not like and stuff that we very much like. 
we talk about it and we just try to have a conversation between two individuals, two friends who really do care about what we're talking about. That's the reason why we're going to bring those really meaningful conversations here to the public. So um, if there are really interesting content that you guys want to hear about, definitely comment below and let us know. So today's topic, let's just go ahead and dive into graduation quarantine. And okay, so first, first thing first, where were we first heard about the COVID thing? What about you? How did you hear it? Well, I first heard about it when... Essentially, I was finishing up a course called Strategies of Independent Producing, and I mm -hmm. met a young man named Edwin, who's from Guangzhou, China. And in November, December, I heard a little bit about COVID, but only that it was just a coronavirus, which was just, according to my mother, who's a pulmonologist, essentially, it's just a respiratory disease. So nothing you could really think too much about, shouldn't pay too much attention to. But then as China began really reacting to it, I heard that they were canceling all travel in like Wuhan and almost throughout the nation. So I was very worried for my friend who, and I was very much afraid that he would be trapped in China. And this was before I met Eve. And next thing you know, he was able to go from China to the United States, but on a very short deadline, like with only two days before the actual quarantine took into effect or the curfew took into effect. Lucky him. <laughs> very lucky. It's like literally and, on a time, right? Yep, wow. right on the time. Okay. And so he was able to come over. But then once he came over and he was safe in New York, the virus began to spread to Iran, Italy, and South Korea. Soon it went to the United States. And during this time, which was like January, February, March, Eve and I, we were taking our courses. We were sort of hearing bit by bit. One of our professors actually was a little bit concerned because her daughter was in Venice during spring break in February. Mm. And she was worried that she might not be able to get her daughter back to the United States. Yeah. But good news is that she did. But the unfortunate news was that the last time Eve and I saw each other was on March 11th. And next thing you know, I'm on a plane flying out on Wait, Thursday evening. Wait, you remember evening. the date? <laughs> yep, I remember the date because, yeah. get this, I remember how I felt. Because earlier that day, my boss told me that NYU was going to go virtual before the email got sent out. Oh, yeah. And definitely. I was very afraid of that. Yeah, And same. also, because it was a midterm presentation, I was like a little nervous. And I still remember Eve approaching me sometimes and talking a little bit, being very gregarious as she really is. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I was just very nervous. I couldn't like, comprehend everything because so much was going on right. and then the email came out and i just completely just like, literally yeah i think during that time like i also heard a lot of words from my friends from professors saying like university are gonna like just went totally virtual and my friends from other university they have already gone virtual so i was actually expecting it but the very first time that i heard about covid was i think january like i heard a lot of news from my family so i mean i grew up in shanghai technically in ningbo but i rent like one place to another all the time so crazy things like news and tvs everything the source that i get from china is just insane and then my family they're being talking about like oh my god this pandemic is just it's serious like it's coming it's no joke kobe is no joke and i didn't think at that time as so many other people that the virus will be that widespread in america so i was still just doing my own thing and then stay precautious um but when everything just went online yeah i think it's the time for people to realize how serious that is just right now again wash your hands use your i have a sanitizer right next to me like before this whole show but anyway let's go back um so yeah i feel virtually i feel like the classes and everything went the same but it just like didn't feel the same and then our mm -hmm. graduation was 
entirely virtually, and that's exactly not the way how I portray my graduation. So, so yeah. like, yeah, let's move to the next question. Like, how did you portray your graduation, and then what's your dream about your graduation? Well, I would say the main dream that I think I would have, and definitely everybody else would have, is that. It would be this like momentous occasion. I don't know about most people, but I spent 13 years in the same school place, the same private school, and essentially the school system that I was in had a primary school and a secondary secondary school, and I didn't transfer anywhere else. So I stayed through the entire system, same faces day in day out. And so when I went to college, I was essentially saying, finally, I'm going to get out. And then I went to college, and now college was over, and I went, wait a minute, school itself, my educational life that lasted a good Seventeen years or so, like basically your entire life, like basically my entire life. Yeah, that's going to finally go over, and that's finally going to end. But now, essentially, there you can't help feeling that sense of being robbed because of this very unfortunate disease. And of course, the university tried to make do with what they could. They tried to arrange a virtual graduation with a ceremony and everything like that. But it really isn't the same, though, because、mm, at the end of the day, you really just want to be there with your family. You want to essentially have that last hurrah. You want to have that last drink with your friends at that bar, saying like, "We finally did it. No、yeah. more school." Hopefully, shots. If you guys <laughs> shots shots. I don't take、uh, shots, but like if it's graduation, I'm gonna go for it. But I don't have the chance. So bad.、Yeah. Ladies、oh, and gentlemen. Well, the way that I dream of my graduation, it's like very sentimental because I. I've been thinking about that, like the day one that I start school, like primary school, and I've been thinking about like, okay, graduation. I'm gonna be with my family, be with my friends, like wearing my gown and robe and everything, and being Washington Square Park, and with all the songs and food and whatever NYU ceremony they brings, take photos, and it's a very like strong sense of emotion, and I really want to feel that, and that's how I usually dream my graduation. But it's、yeah. definitely not I、um, expected because I was basically trapped in the United States.、Um, I know a lot of my friends, either they go back to their own country or、um, friends who grew up in America go back to their own states. So yeah, like for example, in March when you see your friends, you never realize that's kind of basically probably the last time you see them. And、mm-hmm. um, graduation was was no friends, but. I think you're with your family, so I think that's good. So, like, how do your、yeah. um, family graduation ceremony went? Well, my family graduation ceremony was very much just—it was a very small occasion because we originally planned to like go to New York, have fancy dinner, go to Radio City Music Hall, Yankee Stadium, where the ceremonies were supposed to be. Instead of that, as Eve would point out, as Eve can explain a little bit further, it was just a virtual graduation. It was just like a ten-minute. Video or something like that.、And、we、yeah. were expecting for it to last all day, and I had my camera ready, recording everybody. And here's the thing about my family: they love photos. They're very photogenic, but they hate being taken. They, well, well, of course they hate being taken, but they hate video <laughs> being taken of them. Okay. They don't like cameras like that. Just photos. Yeah, just the photos. Okay. And so that's interesting. Ten minutes of video were being taken about my graduation, but then the graduation. Pretty much happened instantly, and then we began eating food that a private chef actually helped us prepare. It was like an old friend of the family, so we're eating around the table, and this was the main thing I remembered from that day, and this is the one thing that I sort of feel a little bit unsettled about or disheveled about, is that as we were eating this food, like Mediterranean cuisines, Middle Eastern inspired foods, it's like very healthy kind of stuff, but 
we couldn't、mm-hmm. play the music that I really wanted to play, and the main reason was because my family did not like the music that I listened to. And as Eve would probably tell you, I listen to world music genres that nobody would even listen to, <laughs> like tuba and throat singing, <laughs> Gaweli music, Celtic music. I promise you guys, like、yeah. literally. I mean, there are a lot to talk about, I and mean, we will save it to next、mm-hmm. episode. But yeah, I think like your music interest is、yeah. great, and you're you were saying you're gonna pursue a degree in that. Yeah, well, I was、right? thinking about going to ethnomusicology, but essentially there were some other complications that arose, which I couldn't、uh, neglect or couldn't avoid, so to say. But at any rate, during the actual dinner itself, I kept asking my family, "Can we play Kawali music, which is like a South Asian musical form?" Because like, "Can we play Kawali? It's one of my favorite musics." And they was just like, "No, we can't stand Kawali. It is not." The good kind of music. It's not the kind of music that people listen to in the United States. And I said, "Well, it is my graduation. So what are we going to do?" And they basically said, "Okay, <laughs> it- good for you, <laughs> Alex." Well, I vote for you on that. You. But I think at the end of the day, that sort of changed their minds, of course. And then the next thing you know, I'm playing this、uh, Gawali tune called "Jeturapnu、uh, Manola、mm. Peleyar." And essentially, the whole basis of the song is like very jazzy. See, like I said, he's an expert. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Sorry, continue. Just a little, it just really just to give、me. you a sense of it, though. It's just like jazz-inspired Gawali music with like South Asian Bollywood stuff. And my family's listening to it, and they're just eating their food, and they're saying like, "Okay, this is sort of nice." It's like being in a Persian restaurant. <laughs> and then the main thing about this song, though, is that there's this singer who's like this old man that has like a screaming kind of a voice, very guttural from the throat. Yeah. So every time they would eat a bite or they would talk with each other, they'd hear this loud scream coming over the speaker, <laughs> and they would just be so jarred by it. It's just like, oh my god, what is that noise?、And、it's just like it's only going to be for five more minutes. It's only going to be for five more minutes. It's only going to be for five more minutes. That's what they kept telling themselves. But yeah, that was essentially my graduation. But if, how was your graduation like? Because I understand, of course, from what you said, you were in New York. Your family's all the way in Shanghai, so、right. it must have been rather difficult for you. Right. I mean, my family were actually planning to like fly all the way to New York City.、Um, the matter of fact, my mom actually convinced my dad to do so because whenever I grew up, like my dad never attend any one of my ceremonies, like primary school, kindergarten,、really? like middle school, high school.、Um, I think the reason is like he always really focused on the content for the study that you done, and he thinks like the journey is the most important thing in your life, but just not the formalities. But my mom, she's everything about formality, and she loves like the sense of being graduated and being united and being with her kids and everything, right? So、um, I didn't expect like they're gonna fly all the way here. I thought. Well, if there's no quarantine, I thought I'm gonna spend my graduation with my friends. But my mom actually convinced my dad to、um, go to New York City and then spend the time with me. But guess what? Quarantine happened. Guess what? COVID happened. Guess、yep. what? Miss Corona is in New York City. So obviously that's not happening.、Um, so my graduation was literally rather simple. So I was in my home with my roommate, and then we watched the virtual ceremony.、Um, we ordered something to eat. At least you were with one person you love. Right, I'm still with someone, and then we also like、um, had a communication the other day. So I still feeling like I'm with my friends, and I'm spending quality time with my、um, friends and families and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, I feel like in New York City, especially in YU, especially in New York City, students are rather just mingled in the city. For me, working in an internship and all the other things, I already feel like I'm part of the society. So the graduation in the sense of like separated from college, separated from campus doesn't feel that strong for me. I think I have to like wait on a moment that I move in and like, you know, pack everything um, to get a sense of emotion hits. So I'm really looking forward to that. But speaking of that, I think like NYU ceremony virtually is pretty interesting because I think mm -hmm. NYU is the school that out of so many schools in the whole world can really do ceremonies. I don't know if you remember your um like orientation week. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a really very long fun. time ago. <laughs> that was, I know. I, I, we feel so old. Oh my yeah. God, we graduated. But uh, so matter of fact, I transferred from Rochester to NYU. And then the way we do it so differently in NYU, I remember NYU invited um, like drag queens. And also we have a lot of different mm. parties. We yes. literally like hold an entire party in the biggest hall in our chemo center. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, we, um, we invite casino people in. I mean, yeah. I think like NYU people can really celebrate. So I, I was actually really looking forward to the official graduation graduation. But yeah, yeah, how do you feel like the online one? How do you like it? Well, I think with the online one, they tried to do the best with what they got. I mean, the virtual graduation itself, that one was a little bit interesting because you could walk around a little bit, have the feel that you're there without actually being there, which is a very admirable effort on their part. But the actual ceremonies themselves were just... A little bit too short. I mean, the departmental videos, those were amazing. I mean, the Tish one itself, yeah. they had a lot of filmmakers involved. They had a lot of wonderful designs mm. and like special effects being done. Really? Yeah. They really tried Good to create their own tish. narratives. Oh, CAS yeah. didn't do that. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, they also did a good job, but like, not like special effects or that fancy stuff. Yeah. But I think with CIS, their, their school is much more, what's the word, uh, it's much more generalized, I would say. There's a lot of majors in it, so it covers mm. a lot of different grounds. It's right. not like Tish, where it's like all arts, entertainment, technology, and like right. being like out there, so, so to yeah, say. Yeah, so you can have a specific thing. Yeah, mm. you can have a specific feel to it. Yeah. With CIS, it's the kind of school where there are a lot of brilliant minds that come out of it, but it's mm -hmm. not necessarily the minds that are trying to be like flashy and get noticed and like the flamboyance of it all. It's a lot of very smart people, a lot of very talented people who are very humble humble at heart and who really want to show more through their work and they're mm. not necessarily like the biggest show people in the world mm. there are a lot of biggest show people in CAS don't get me wrong oh really <laughs> yeah definitely I mean if any CS people are listening you might know but like you said um, there are a lot of like really um, general like academic fields for example economics like mathematics or chemistry biology for me i'm social science so i'm sociology and i love love the entire uh, sociological and anthropological and cultural way of thinking and i think those are the things that cas people really valued and then for me i think the major takeaway um, from my undergraduate studies to just know the academic part of academic and then to know how to think how to think academically and research academically and then um, through sociology how to know the social structure and then how to know what is being composed and shaped by the society in greater form of um, structure instead of personal choices um, topic like that like really just opened my eyes for my past four years and I feel like every month 
every month or like every seasons, my brain will just be like 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. <laughs> it's mm. always evolving. It's always upgrading. So I think yeah. that's the most amazing thing for my undergraduate study. And yeah, virtual graduation. I wish like CAS will throw a really crazy party, but obviously it's not going to happen. <laughs> I hope next year it's going to happen, right? I hope so. Yeah, and I hope next what, year. And word on the street, and this is from like a, a bunch of different sources, so don't take my word for it as it is. But from what I've heard, there's definitely going to be a vaccine, or at least there's like some kind of a vaccine that's going to arise mm. in January at the very least. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how they may have a vaccine in like October. Or maybe September, and sometimes even the most opti- the most optimistic people were thinking about having it in August, but definitely by January, people were sort of thinking about having the vaccine in one mm-hmm. form or another. Mm-hmm. So if there is something next year for NYU or any other colleges that have graduations and celebrations, that'll definitely be the time to party. But I can tell definitely. you right now, when this coronavirus situation is t- kept under control, and after the quarantines are released and everyone goes back to normal, I anticipate there's going to be the biggest parties ever like people are going to go to definitely it's going to be like new year's eve for about a week <laughs> definitely and then matter of fact and why you throw its parties very hard and then interesting people come together and i visualize the entire thing is going to be like maybe five times what it's supposed to be without covid so i'm actually very looking forward to it and i wish i can see my friends you mm-hmm. know coming from different countries and different area different states yeah if i can see them again and then see the old faces and say a formal goodbye that would be really great also i miss yes. a lot of my professors i think yeah that's yeah i that's mean very, we spent our cool. last classes like online um so yeah. how do you feel like the last part of college when everything went online, how do you like your study? How do you like your classes? Well, I think the last part of college was definitely the most difficult part. It was one of the most troubling times because as someone who has like attention deficit, as someone who grew up with like learning disabilities and being having trouble concentrating and everything, as you can tell right now, I sort of have difficulty like articulating myself a little bit. But especially when you have technology in the way, in virtual classes and everything like that it i just found it so hard to focus like i would turn on zoom i would mute myself i would turn off my video and i just listen to it in the background try to take notes but the next thing you know i'm on the internet or then the next thing you know i'm practicing like throat singing i'm practicing just singing like a broadway song or something like that but something in my mind would tell me to do something else or that there's something else i can be doing that's more important than this even though sometimes i do Sometimes I don't. There was no way to really gauge that because my mind was always a million places at once. And was the same thing true for you? For me, I love in-person energy. Like I study, I communicate, I absorb people's energy and then I interchange that energy. So I think like just meeting people up in person is very important to me to learn new knowledge so when everything went online it was actually a little bit difficult for me um but it's also a good time for me to really focus on myself and then thinking about what are the other important things that you can do when you're alone and when you're at home and then my regular life is literally just i had to go to class and then i read tons of books i complete my homework i do my internship an hour after hour um in my free time i'm a dancer so i 
spend a lot of tremendous amount of time in studios. Every day, like probably there are gonna be three hours that I'm in studio, and after that, probably there will be session. There will be like supper, and then there are parties. Um, just for me to. And if you can't tell, Eve is gonna go very far in life. <laughs> She's not gonna let herself a chance <laughs> to just sit down and just waste away to nothing. She is very much a workaholic. <laughs> I perfectly transcend my dad's like attribute. And yeah, I I'm just I cannot stop. I'm a planner, and when the whole quarantine started, I also planned a lot of my life, and that's the reason why I reached out to you to start this conversation, academic discussion in the first places. So I did everything online course, and then I realized, okay, so the studios started closing, and now I have a lot more time to just focusing on my literature and film. So I、um, went on a register for like architecture classes, film classes, and then I went to do a lot of the design stuff for、um, my 3D modeling for my interior design. And also illustration, and for the first time I'm trying it. So yeah, it was really, I will say, relatively structured, but still like human energy. I really, really miss it. And for class itself for NYU, I feel like it's great. I think Roger's class is very great, and also、um, I have another sociology seminar capstone. It was fantastic. But in all, I still like in person. What about you?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. When you have an in-person class, it's not just for the class; it's for the people that you're with as well, and the people you meet. I mean, if I didn't have a face-to-face class in Roger Hyde's producing for TV course, I would never have met Eve. Right. And if I hadn't taken a class that was and she's independent producing, I wouldn't have met Edwin, who's right now one of my producing partners. Really? Okay.、And、great. Just basic things like that.、Mm. You meet people through these kinds of collectives. Definitely. And you sort of grow together. In the face of the adversity,、mm. which is like the curriculum, the course itself, and it really forces yeah, you to socialize, and it's very ne- necessary to help an individual learn how to socialize because it's the one reason why, when we're younger, we go to class. It's to meet other children, to know how to talk to other children, to interact with other children in a facilitated environment. Right, definitely. Speaking of like the last four years, like what was your favorite class? Let's talk about that. Ooh, favorite class. Well. I would say first thing first. I think NYU just have so many. Yeah,、classes. they have so whatever many you can. Oh my god! Like whatever you can think of, whatever you cannot think of, it's all there. Yeah, they even have a、and、class called the Science of Happiness. It is one of the most yeah, popular it, courses at、oh, NYU. It always fills up. Right, right. My roommate was actually taking it for the last semester, and for majors as well. Like there are so many different kind of majors that I haven't even heard of before, and. Despite that, we have gallanted. Like, if you can't really find your major out of like hundreds of majors that NYU offers, you can design your own major.、Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that I really love about NYU. I love like tremendous amount of resource. That's why I moved to New York City. And when I was choosing classes, everything, I just feel like there's just so many to explore. And I personally just spent so much effort into like figuring out where the classes I want to take. Every semester, the beginning of every semester, I literally like just go to ten different classes in a week, and then I sit there and I audit. If I do really like the format, if I do really like the professor. Then I would just like go full in, but I would love to do like a very systematic valuation before actually enroll.、Mm-hmm. So that's NYU classes. But go ahead and continue. What's your favorite classes? Well, here's the thing. My favorite class, and let me tell you this: I'm a practicing Roman Catholic. I very much go to church every Sunday, very much for the same reasons I go to class for the community, the nice people, and so forth. 
But one thing about the Roman Catholic Church is that they're not necessarily too open to the concept of evolution. But my favorite class at NYU was actually human evolution, studying Sahelanthropus chidensis, Australopithecus africanus, Homo habilis, Homo erectus, and all of the other like hominid species. For the most part in the class, we were studying like ape videos, like gorilla videos, chimpanzee videos, orangutan videos, and studying the cognitive techniques of great apes and lemur species and monkey species and comparing them to hominid species, or comparing them to homo sapiens. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of that many like words and terminology for species <laughs> since I was in what high school or middle school even. Yeah, it's like a biology wow. course, really. But the guy who taught yeah. it was so engaging. He was so much fun. He was like this young guy who just had a little baby girl. And so he would always bring pictures of her as well. He would always be quick to make a joke and everything. It was just so much fun. Oh, my God. And get this. I actually got a 98, 99% on the final. I got wow. something like a Look at A that. in the class or like an A minus in the class. There should be like and, some effect and then like we just clap. Well, maybe. Okay. But <laughs> I, well, the way I see it, if you have fun, then you tend to do really good things, especially in like classes and work and life and such. But the funniest thing in the world happened because after I took that class, I went back home and I met up with one of my dearest friends who is, I want to say, just like a lifetime Christian or maybe like a born again Christian who's like a devout Catholic, her family's devout Catholic. Everybody essentially is just very in tune with religion. And so when they found out that I was like going for confirmation, that I was going to through these like catechism courses to be confirmed. They were so proud of me. They were like pushing me. It's just like, keep doing it. You're on the right track. And then I told them about how I was taking the human evolution course. And they went, oh my God, I feel so sorry for you. Is that a requirement? Did you have a lot of difficulties with it? <laughs> and I, oh, and all I basically said was, no, I got 97, 98% in that class. It was actually rather fun. Of course. Alex like, of course I got 98. Yeah, but here's the drill though. Their expressions were mortified. They were mortified. They sort of like lost all the blood in their face. And I can tell you right now, I've never seen oh so my God. scared individuals in my life. They were just sort of looking at me and it's just like, are you Alex Devereaux? What the heck? What happened to the good Catholic? I thought you wanted to like embrace a whole nother life, not this stuff. And we just sort of left it at that a little bit. But they didn't treat me with any kind of hostility after that, though. I mean, they're very loving people. Mm. And we just uh, continue forward from there. We continue to talk about religion and mm. everything. Just because of the fact that I wasn't trying to convince them that evolution was real. And I just mentioned that I learned a little bit about it. That's what they sort of accepted. And that's the only real moral I can pretty much tell to people, anyone who's listening. If you're encountering someone who has a very different way of looking at the world than you would necessarily look at the world, the best thing that you can do is just respect, listen to what they have to say, and just pretty much say, okay, I respect you for what you say, just as long as you respect me for what I say. And let's just listen, let's just move forward from here, because we're both human at the end of the day. Mm, definitely. I totally agree with that. And I think one of the things that I really like you is like just open to a lot of possibilities. And then of course, everyone have his or her individual like belief or stuff like that. But it's really important just to know what's beyond your category, what's beyond your world, and then see what other people are being through, and then what are the struggles that you don't know. So that's the way to understand the humanity in a greater level. So speaking of that, I think for my field of study, sociology, it's very much like that. 
a little bit more background things about my study. I have studied a lot of things. I think I might change major for like <laughs> over five times. First year I was in university. At least first year I was in <laughs> University of Rochester, and I study e- economy and then gender study. Um, I love them, but I think there is something that, of course, that I wanted, which is sociology, but um. I didn't really fully get that sense of education, so I transferred to NYU. And NYU, I was in sociology. I never changed that, and I basically do art history and also BMT, which is the business media of entertainment technology, and also digital design. But finally, I pursued a major and double major and minor. So I really, really like my main field of study sociology because it really makes you think of things in another level. It Extract yourself from your personal level of thinking methodology into a greater general societal thinking methodology. For example, like things, personal choices that you think are purely determined by yourself, they're actually something and elements built up in the society will influence your choice. So it's more like a relationship between micro and macro, and also micro and macro. Vice versa, and I think my favorite class that I have ever took, actually my first official official sociology, was from Professor Vichipper. It's American Capitalism, and also the second term I took his another class, um, Capitalism and Democracy. So that built up a really good foundation in terms of my understanding for sociology, social structure, class theory, and also race and ethnicity, all those kind of big topic. So. Sometimes when I face um like personal difficulty, I will sometimes like extract myself from the moment and then look into a bigger picture. Then somehow you realize there are so many things that you can't really determine, and then your personal struggle is not just yourself. Probably it's a collective struggle as well. So I can keep all go on and on and on and on about that class, but I think the major thing is just it really built my way of thinking. It make me think about things differently in a systematic way, so I think that I will say I have a lot of like other really good classes, and I think I will say that's my favorite. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, from what you were just talking about these classes and how you had to change majors so much, it just goes to show the beauty of a place like NYU and the beauty when you have a true sense of mastery over oneself when you try, sort of try to understand the general direction where you want to go go towards. And so that in that case, you have the sort of openness, and you have the sort of uh, insight, so to mm. say, and wanting to learn about a whole bunch of different environments yeah. and seeking wisdom from multiple different sources. Definitely, it yeah, it almost reminds me a little bit of a TV show that I absolutely love called Avatar: Last Airbender. Uh-huh. I There's know this, you love uh, that old man character. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely mentioned it to Eve on more than one occasion. But the one character that I'm going to refer to is a man named Iro, and when he's teaching his nephew Zuko about the different elements and the different nations and everything like that, he says it's important to get your information, to get your knowledge from multiple sources. If you only get it from one source, you become very rigid and very monotonous. But if you learn from all four sources and see the unity in them all, then you sort of see beyond the divisions. And you start to become more well-rounded, more uh, what's the word? More well-balanced person,、mm, like multifaceted. Exactly, multifaceted.、Mm. 
Yeah, I think that's also a thing about York City in general, isn't it? Because NYU is very special. It's in a very special location. It's in a very special way of commuting and then in a special way of educating. So what would you say is like, you think what makes NYU really special out of so many schools? I would say what makes NYU very special is that the fact that NYU really isn't like any other university. It is in the city. You, When you go to NYU, you're not going to a campus. You're going to a series of buildings set up around Washington Square Park. And any building that has an NYU flag on it is New York University. That's the school. It's like when you get out of that building, you're walking on the street. And you're going to see like the real street life of New York. You're going to see like homeless individuals or less fortunate individuals sort of sitting outside the building on heating grates. You're going to see people in the park busking for money a little bit. You're going to see certain individuals who love pigeons, who just fly around, hold pigeons, and just enjoy life like that. You're going to see skateboarders in the park. You're going to see all kinds of stuff out there. I remember when I was mm-hmm. at NYU, I was living in a dorm at Lipton, and there was... Uh, I miss the sandwich in Lipton. I oh, think yeah. that's my go-to <laughs> the first year I went to NYU, but not anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I got tired of it like after a year, but it was good. Yeah. But at any rate, while I was staying at Lipton, there was a criminal altercation that occurred right outside the door. Really? There was like two gangs that were talking okay. with each other. Wow. One of the gang members' girlfriends was the subject of it. And this mm. random gangster... It was like from one of the two groups. He took out a gun. He shot the pavement in front of him. But the thing about Washington Square Park is that the cobblestones make up all the tracks. So each cobblestone is like one of multiple sets, so to say. So he shot one of the cobblestones. The piece of stone ricocheted off, broke off, and slammed him in the shin. Oh my so, god. And you and saw such, the entire process? No, but this was from like eyewitness accounts that I got after okay. the incident because they shut down NYU right then and there. Everybody oh. on campus was like locked in like Kimmel. They were locked in the dorms. Personally, I didn't hear a thing because I was probably asleep at that point. I'm a very deep sleeper. Uh-huh. So I woke when, up the next when day. When did that happen? Like in the evening? Oh, it must have happened late evening, but during welcome week. Yeah, Talk about a way to welcome yourself to NYU. It's like, welcome to NYU. Yeah, I know. Welcome to NYU. <laughs> But I think NYU in general, I really, really appreciate the environment. And then I came from a big city. Um, mm. And first year, it was a really great school, but I didn't really feel belonged. And then in New York City, I think I belong to the city. I belong to the school. And then the way that I learn and communicate in the city is just no longer just NYU, just the school. Because you literally get out of class and you go to events or networking, events, panels, um, hang out with friends or like meeting with people in different industries, different communities, different, like totally different people from all over the world with subway, <laughs> like different stops, you know, like five stops. You can just like go ahead and meet totally different people in different environments. Yeah. So I think that's the thing that really fascinated me about NYU. And it really opened up your mindset because you see the good and bad, the trouble and then the happiness, the glorious and then the sadness, everything is thrown in your face and you really can't escape it. And you are kind of like pushed to think about, okay, so beyond your life, what are the other things not in your value, not in your world of conceptual like knowledge 
so to say. And then it really like push you or just move forward and to think about really different things. And I think connecting to back like what I was saying, I didn't really feel that I graduated come like I'm stepping into society because we were technically in society for our entire college anyway. And I think that's the thing that I really, really appreciate about NYU and my life in general. The brain evolution is just so fast. Like I said, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. Every season, every month. Looking back myself like four years ago, I wouldn't even recognize that's me. Oh, yes. And that's a wonderful thing about humanity. It's just humanity always constantly grows. It always constantly evolves. What we did in the past is not necessarily who represent who we are now. And what we are now will not represent who we are in the future. That's the incredible thing mm, about it. Definitely. Now, of course, we yeah. all should stri- strive for the right path. We should all try to do the right thing at the end of the day. But we all just need to accept at the end of the day that we will never stay on that path. We will make mm. mistakes. We will fall off the path at one point or another. And at university, that happens all the time. We think that we're going to go into one major. We think we're going to go to one target. But then the next thing you know, we go into like a whole different target. Like when I first entered mm-hmm. NYU, I thought I was just going to be like a screenwriter, writing screenplays all the time, and that would be my business. But I never knew that I'd be producing my first feature film, that I'd work in production, mm-hmm. that I'd be a copywriter a little bit, that I would go into composing music, that I would even listen to other world genres or world music genres. And yeah, you just need to give yourself that kind of liberty and that kind of opportunity to embrace different parts of yourself, to sort of see those kinds of yourself and to take risks on yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I will say there are risks, but definitely just be bold because we're young. And then is there something to lose? No, not exactly. Not at all. Right? So I think as long as you just think there's something that I want to do, why don't you just go ahead and do it and find out, you know, instead of um, thinking about like for a thousand times what I should do it, should I do it, whether I should do it, should I do it, go ahead and do it and you will find out. And I think that's the thing about life in general. Um, just know your heart, figure out what you want, and then do your research. And the next step, just go ahead and do it. You never know when life's going to end. And I think like everyone just know that better than any other time before for this year right Mm -hmm. we never know covid is going to happen so i think every second is just very important yeah and um yeah you got a strategy and everything could be changed exactly exactly speaking of that so like right we graduated what's your plan alex like what's your strategy for moving forward in quarantine and covid especially in this kind of like really bad economy oh yes of course and I don't think that my plan is going to be nearly as detailed as your plan, Eve. I mean, with Eve, <laughs> from what she's been telling me about, she wants to go into marketing, everything like that. For me, as a freelance writer, I'm literally all over the place. Like, I'm producing my first feature film right now. I'm sending out my script to different places, trying to get writing work. I'm in the process of creating another feature film idea, which I'm developing with a dear friend of mine. I'm also working on a couple of different things. I'm also working a little bit on this podcast. So I have things to do and I have some revenue coming in, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. not nearly the kind of stuff that I would make if I was going into banking, so to say. In banking, you'd end up getting like two to three hundred thousand dollar salaries right out of college sometimes. 
Yeah, it but sounds- not everyone are going to do banking, you know. Yeah, exactly. Not everyone's going into banking. I mean, if you love banking, go ahead and do it. You know, for whoever coming from the banking world who are listening to this podcast, I think it's great. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think for us, we're a little bit more like. I think yeah, you're an amazing writer. Like you just Alex wrote insanely fast. Oh, well. Period. Oh, I'm no John Hughes. You told me you f- okay. You, okay, you you finish like a 100 page script in a weekend. Like Is a day that what you half, told me before? Say. Yeah. Like yeah, like like a day and a half, not even like two days, not even a whole weekend. Well, here's Thinking the thing about, about that. that though, and this is something that goes what? back. And I sort of give a shout out to Israel Kamakubiwa Ole, who's this Hawaiian singer. Mm. What he basically says is, like Hawaiian music and music and like art, it comes from. Right. The spirit, it comes from the heavens. It goes down through you, through your soul, and it's projected through your craft and the craft that you love most. So for Israel Kamakubiwa Ole, mm. it was his voice. He loved to sing. Mm. For me, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. my hands. I'm a writer. For right. a sculptor, it could be he, like his hands as well, crafting marble, or an architect using mm. his hands to draw out a design. The point is, mm-hmm. is that if you find something that you love to do and that you practice and you're diligent about it, the ideas and the words just flow through you very easily. It's like if what you mm-hmm. do with dance, it's like dancing for you yeah. is just instinctual. It's gotten to that point where you just dance so much that if you want to break dance right now or break dance in the middle of the floor or on the middle of the subway <laughs> or in the middle of the park, you'll just do it right then and there. And sometimes you have that ecstasy. Yeah, you just feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dance to me is just like pure joy, pure ecstasy. It's better than alcohol. It's better than party. It's better mm-hmm. than drugs. It's better than anything else in the entire world. Exactly. And I think it's just a pure expression for your artistic thoughts and the value, and also your life, your emotion, whatever you're being through when you dance, people will see. Yeah. And then if you are kind of like living the same lifestyle. Matter of fact, your dance is probably going to be the same style. So I think it is just a way to really show your mentality, your life, and your value, and how you change as a person.、Mm-hmm. But going back to after graduation plan, as you said, I'm a really marketing girl, and I do a lot of marketing. That's I know it's like totally not related to my major field of study, sociology. But sociology is something just for my brain, and then it would just bring me bring myself to another level that I consider things very differently. It's a lifelong. Asset and value, and for my、um, professional career, I do a lot of marketing. I started working at label companies, and I a little bit transitioned to TV and also film. Now I'm working at three jobs <laughs> at the same same time. One is a digital production company, another one is at a、um, app which it launched a deal with Snapchat, so we're helping with them with. PR and stuff like that. The third job, I hate it, so I just quit it. Like I told、um, Alex. So in all, like whatever you want to do, just go ahead and do it. I know it's a very unstable time. Nobody knows what will happen in the future or in the next day, even. But stick with what you want and then do your research. Use your time wisely and also rethink your purpose and your value. And then、yeah. just truly, I think at the end of the world, just love yourself because. Nothing is better than just loving yourself, and then once you're happy, you're gonna, you know, just produce that kind of positive energy to influence other people. Yeah. And then I think that's that I really want all my friends and people that I care to have. Yeah. And the final note I want to give everyone is just never give up. It's like when it comes down to it, if you like it, 
no matter how many people say you don't, you shouldn't do it, no matter how many people say like this isn't the right path to do, if you never give up and you just keep trying every single time, then you will get to that point. So it's almost become a cliche at this point, but it's really true. It's just when you first start mm-hmm. out doing something, you're not going to be good at it. It's only after you mm-hmm. do it time and time and time and time again. Some people may be exactly. predisposed for certain things. Exactly. Some people may have the genetics for to do certain things. I mean, Mozart had the genetics. His father was a musician. Yusuf Fateli Khan, who's another musician, his family had been singing for 600 years before him. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But with certain... So, yeah. And the final thing is like with an artist like Basquiat, though, as far as I know, I don't think Basquiat has had a lot of like technical art training, so to say, or like the genetics. He just kept practicing and practicing, creating his own artworks. And now his works go up for millions and millions of dollars. So mm. the, even, the impossible can be achieved just so long as you believe in stuff. Definitely. And I think a matter of fact, like people have normal mentality and also intelligence. And then how differentiate one person to another, how differentiate good and excellence is literally how much time and efforts and passion, that humongous emotion that you put it into what you love. And then those things will really just make you put that extra 10 hours, extra 20 hours into your work and you don't feel like that's work. And then that's how you become really, really good at something. And then I really agree to say like people start with doing something they're not great. Like we're doing podcasts for the first time and then- It's not perfect, um, oh, no. but we're going to work on it. <laughs> we will have like a little meeting later, you know, like to discuss everything through. But I think yeah. only you started doing it, you know what to improve way better mm-hmm. than just think about like for 10 years and never do it. Oh, yeah. um, so I think that's also the major takeaway that we have from today. So yeah, right now I feel like it's kind of at the end of our session. We're going to really thank everybody's participation and then Absolutely. patience to this point. If you um, have the patience to listen to this point, we really, really appreciate it. If you have more content for us to share, if you want to hear like specific topics or anything you guys are interested in, please comment below and sum up. And we're always going to be here for you guys to produce better and better quality content. And on that note, everyone have a wonderful night or have a wonderful day, depending on your time zone. And I hope to talk to you soon and we'll hope, hope to see you all soon. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time on Death Chain Symposium. Bye-bye, everyone.